0: Welcome to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly. I do not want to be coined as the toy, the toy management advice expert because I am struggling right now. Yeah, and Liz, it's the fur. I think it's a little bit less attainable for us in our mom, wife era. See what I did there. Your mom time off starts now. Welcome back to the Carpool Podcast with Kelly and Liz. Happy Tuesday, everybody. Happy Tuesday. We are jet setting. Yeah, we're on a plane. By the time you're listening to this podcast, Elizabeth and I are going to Montana. Um, We can't tell you why. Yeah. But it's really, really cool. Yeah, it's... We just had a meeting with them and they were telling us everything we're going to do and we're like so stoked. But they're like, you can't post about it until the first. So like we can post like, oh, we're in Montana and like the sites, but we can't like post a logo of who it's with. Like we can't post the activities that we're doing. So we are going to take a ton of videos and take the stories that we would have posted. And then on the first, we'll do like a recap of all of the stories that we would have posted. Yeah, it's going to be very bizarre for us to, like, not be posting in the moment. And it's yeah. like, we're almost going to, like... I don't think we're going to go dark, but it's going to be... It will seem a little dark, but I think we can post stuff as long as we're just not showing too much. Yeah, and, like, we'll probably push the lines a little bit. Yeah, no, for sure. Because, like, I'm sure. just a girl who... I'm just a girl who asks forgiveness and not permission. For sure. Um, But I'm very excited. It's our longest time leaving our babies. Three nights. I Which will... feels like double two nights for some reason. Yeah, it's it's for me it's the like the mornings because it's four mornings that we're missing. Yeah. Yes, it's three nights, but it's also four mornings cuz we left super early this morning. Um Tuesday morning to get there to the airport. So it's it's a lot but we're super we're super thankful that our families are stepping up and helping out and our husbands are being so supportive and we are just going to take this time to get the content have a good time and hopefully relax a little bit or at least sleep through the night totally at the very least so and besides that I don't really have much else going on. I'm very tired. We're coming off like the carmum of the year, the car of the year announcement, which was really big for us. We've got a couple trips coming up. Yeah, kind of. It's I, honestly all these trips this time of year is very nice because this is such like a slumpy time of year, you know? Yeah, I'm feeling total slumps. It's just like slumpity. I'm kind of having mood swings. I'll be honest. I'm like well, not so really the feeling weather. my best right now. Do you want to dive into that? No, I just like if I'm not feeling like super nice and chipper, that's it's just I'm going through something apparently. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think it's always yeah. I don't know. Can't describe it. Um. Anyway, what do we have on our episode today? Well, so we got a little bit of this and a little bit of that. We're gonna do a great eight, which we're gonna do the great eight of potato chips, which I don't think we've done before. Mm, but I did a yeah. consultation recently with someone who was like really high up in PR at Lay's, which was like kind of fun. And she's like, "Oh, I'll send you some chips." And she sent me so many chips. So I've we- any flavors I haven't tried before. No, okay. no, but just every flavor of Lay's you can imagine. Basically, like, remember when we discovered pickle Lay's? Well, I don't have pickle Lay's, but yeah, those are good. Pickles I think really mainstream. Though. Like for our grade eight, like think mainstream. No, no, no. I know, but you know, but like I just like a love a variety pack of chips. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. So we're going to do that. We have some advice. I have industry news. Catch up. Catch up. I out. have a word. Millennial yeah. word Oh, and of then the day. some little housekeeping things. We're probably not going to have an episode on. Next week. Next week. Yeah. Sorry. But we will have a full recap when we come back from Montana. Yeah. So anyway, let's get right into the millennial word of the day where we learn Gen Z slang so we can be less, less lame. lame. And I want to talk about a, a fashion trend Ooh. that is sweeping the talks um as we all know clean girl aesthetic was in clean girl aesthetic was the thing it was minimal makeup slick back bun matching yoga set yeah big chunky or not even that big like gold minimalist gold jewelry and you just always look like clean girl like that was the aesthetic i would say that probably started around 2020 and has come until now there's a new trend That is Is taking over. Is it like the opposite of clean Girl? It's being called Mob Wife Aesthetic. Have you seen Mob Wife Aesthetic? Nope, but I'm Googling it right now. Mob Wife Aesthetic is in a lot of ways the opposite. It is full glam. It is curled hair. It is volume. It is cheetah. It is fur. It is bling. It is full-blown glamour and it is called Mob Wife Aesthetic. Hmm. Are you seeing the photos? Yeah, no, I'm seeing it. Is it ironic or is this? Oh, like in my mob wife era. No, I get it. They're just mob wife outfits. OK. Yeah, it's a it, clean girl is out. Mob wife is in. We're wearing. Well, I think furs. I feels like they're both in. It feels like you're a clean girl and then you dress up and then you're a mob wife. It's it always says clean girls out. Mob wife is in. This is what everyone is saying. So we're all wearing fur, fake fur. Yeah. And I just think it's crazy that it is so opposite because it's like you got to like this woman looks like she would kill you. And I think that's kind of what we're going for. OK, I get it. Cool. I don't think it's this is the, the blacks. It's the animal print. It's the fur. I think it's a little bit less attainable for us in our mom wife era. See what I did there? We're in mom-wife-era, not mom wife they I'm just so trying to digest all of this. Okay. You know what? I saw this coming, though, because I watched whatever the last season of Kardashians is. And, you know, they're, they film and then they, uh, then their show comes out like months after all this stuff has happened. And they were wearing a lot of cheetah. Have you kind of heard like the notion that the Kardashians are kind of in their like flop era? No. What's the, What do you mean? People are just saying they're just not... They're not quite the culture cultural icons and trendsetters that they used to be. I get that, and they feel a little quiet to me lately. I get that. Yeah, for sure. Like, what are they all up to? I mean, I don't. I've never been like a Kardashian stan, but I've appreciated some of the things. Like, I like the show, and I will watch the show, but like, I'm not following along in real time as this as this stuff is happening. Like, once I see it on the show, then I and they're posting all the headlines. Like, I'm never. Okay, speaking of like mob wives, have you been following like the Ballerina Farms of it all? I, this is absolutely no hate to her. Absolutely no hate to her. I do think I have to unfollow her because it's not helpful for me. Ballerina Farms is got to be one of the most interesting social media follows. Mm -hmm. She, if you don't know anything about her, she has, she just had her eighth child. They live in Utah. They live in like, they live a very minimalist, simple life on this farm. But then there's like this whole side of it where like her husband's the heir to the JetBlue company. Mm -hmm. So that everyone's like, oh, they're like cosplaying poor, which like I don't think they were doing that. I just think they're I mean, she also has eight million followers. Like, I mean, I think obviously they have a. don't think they're cosplaying more money than I know what to do. I think that's I think that's rude on many levels. I never got the whole baller and the farm things where people are like, oh, yeah, she's doing that. But did you know that her oven cost sixty thousand dollars? It's like, who cares? I don't care that her oven costs sixty thousand dollars. Watch her stuff. She is still making stuff by hand and doing things that I would never do. Does she have nannies and probably a lot of help? I don't know. I'm assuming they probably have. Yeah, help. but I don't, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to, like disval like. I'm not gonna say that she's not still not doing a lot of homesteading esque things. That I think a lot of people are trying to do. I don't think homesteading is plain poor. Okay. You just threw a lot, of, a lot into the Sorry, ring. Sorry, I've never heard that, and that really rubbed me the wrong no, way. No, people say that all the time, and I feel as though you made me lose my train of thought because you just literally threw everything but her stove at the table. Um, yeah, I, th- I okay. Here's what I was gonna say. I think her job is to create really beautiful content. Yeah, like I follow her. I mean, I really love to look at her content because it's just, if nothing else, beautiful. Like it's mm-hmm. very aesthetically pleasing. I don't think she's like trying to be this like relate. I don't think she's trying. I think she's I think she's authentic. I don't think she's relatable. And we've talked yes, about this a lot. Yes. OK. So anyway. So like, this is her. This is what her bio says. Oh, this will be helpful. Married to hog fathering, mothering eight littles, Juilliard ballerina, Miss America, Mrs. American 23, city folk turned ranchers, shipping farm products nationwide. So anyway, that's helpful. She's also like a Juilliard ballerina. Like, of course, she I mean, of course, she's incredibly disciplined. Yes. Okay. so anyway, here's the drama. It's not even drama. So she is Mrs. American, which is like the married version of Miss America. The crazy part is so she competed two years ago for her state of Utah and she didn't win. Then South Dakota has like an open policy where like you don't even have to be from south dakota so like she had competed for miss american as mrs south dakota not from south dakota oh interesting and now she's competing at miss universe okay she's 12 days postpartum with her eighth child of course it was like a natural birth in the bathtub in her cabin and she is getting dragged for it Yes. So because she's like the last 12 days and then it's like brand new baby and then on a plane and then fittings for ball gowns and then like breastfeeding the baby like in a hotel room. And it's just it's it's a lot and it stirs up. There's a lot of conversations to be had surrounding the content. And I think she probably knows that. Now, I know I don't know her personally. And part of me is like, does she just do it just to like. Just to start things up. And she's like, oh, this will be great content. Or does she not care? I don't know. My thing is, like I said, I think she's incredibly disciplined. And mm-hmm. I think like a lot of people are like, this is unrealistic. This is unrealistic. Of course it is. But like, it's unrealistic that we could all think we could be Juilliard ballerinas. Like, we just couldn't do that. Mm-hmm. So we're, she's ar- she's already not in my category. Do I, I think it's also you have to compare like maybe your first through third postpartum experience. This is her eighth. She done this yeah. eight times. She knows what she's doing. And also you could make the argument, okay, she could sit home with her newborn and her seven other kids or she could take her sister to a hotel room, get her hair and makeup professionally done every day, sit through a couple of meetings and only have one baby in a hotel room. That actually sounds pretty relaxing versus sitting in your little cabin with your seven kids. So anyway, I am just like, can we not just like see things? Like what, that everything uh, is such I don't think everything needs to be I don't think you need to see yourself and center yourself in every piece of content you see. I think that can be a little like I get that. However, I don't want to I don't want to see it. And it, it's that same thing of like I had to unfollow a lot of fitness influencers because it was making me feel bad about my body because they had. A perfect body and totally. i didn't so that so to protect my health i had my mental health i had to unfollow them i'm feeling the same way about her because regardless of the fact that she's getting up and doing all these stuff she's also looks amazing looks, her body it's, she, she, she bounced amazing. back 12 days postpartum i'm seven months and haven't bounced back so totally. it's like that's not helpful for me totally so like No, I I, I see what you mean by like, don't center yourself around everything. But also, I think that's a natural human nature. And I have the ability to just unfollow her or to not watch the content. No, I I agree with what you're saying. And I think there I think it is a little twofold of like, I totally think you, especially when it comes like body image and like navigating your postpartum body, like I get it. Like, I don't I'm like, oh, my gosh, I could don't even look like that. Like, I will never look like that. Mm -hmm. I also never looked like that before she got pregnant too though so i i get that i don't think necessarily the hate of her doing all of these things i don't don't know i don't really care i'm enjoying it i it's not bothering it's bothering it's not bothering me i can handle it yeah i don't know i don't really like it i'm also just thinking too when she's in these ball gowns and heels and what my undergarment situation was 12 days postpartum and i just have like a lot of questions I have a lot Um, that I just don't feel like we're getting an interesting discussion I would love to talk to like more people about it on like a on like a mass scale but I'm not I'm not interested in like hating on her or and I and I'm hoping that that's not how I'm coming off because I really don't care what she does I'm just like do I need to see it is that is it helpful for me to see the content or not and I think that's what I'm trying to say by like centering yourself like if you don't relate to it then you can just unfollow I think it's really toxic when these people like feel like they need to see everything or like like, I don't think it's fair to say she shouldn't post what she wants to post or to say, like, you have a platform and it's your responsibility to not post like what you're doing. Like, this is her life. She is actually doing it. It is not fake. Like yeah. a lot of people on social media post truly, genuinely just fake things. Totally. Like, at least she's actually doing it. And is it how I would do things? No. Um. But yeah. It's how she's doing things. Yeah. Last thing I'll say and then we can move on. I just think I don't like this the term she's setting unrealistic expectations because it's like she's not... Se- I mean, set those expectations for yourself and for those mm-hmm. people in your life. Like, you could set, you could compare everybody to everything and say, like, you're setting this or you're setting that. Like, it's not her responsibility to set expectations for postpartum. Yeah. It's... you, But it's your responsibility to set your expectations of, okay, 12 days postpartum, I am going to be in my sweatpants. And I'm going to align my life with people who would also be setting that expectation and the majority of people are doing that she is such a rare breed of a person and again juilliard ballerina already a rare breed of of a person so yeah i'm i don't know she's getting a lot of hate right now i don't think she deserves the hate by any means but i do think it is fascinating that she (laughs) is doing this right now she better win or maybe i don't know should she win i don't know we'll find out so she's mrs american and she's competing at miss universe oh my gosh it's crazy crazy anyway here nor there well let's get into our grade eight our grade eight (sighs) is a game that we play where we pick a category pick eight things within that category and then debate them until we have a winner so today's category is going to be something that ballerina farms probably never eats and that is chips potato chips potato chips so we're going to pick eight potato chips and then determine which one is the best Yeah, and I mean, you don't have to, like, stay within the Lay's category, but I just think Lay's are on top of mine for me. Okay. So, So I'll probably stick into the Lay's categories. Okay. Okay, so, like, if you have a variety pack of chips, like, I'm talking every chip under the sun. An early one I grab for, an early one, Doritos. Yeah, I really like Doritos. I like Doritos, and there's something about, I don't know if I'd ever, like, buy a bag of Doritos, but there's something I like about the snack size bag. And I'm just going to put a Cool Ranch under the Doritos umbrella. Oh, no. I think they need to be their own. No, I, I think we only have eight, Kelly. And I think that they have to be separate. Okay. Um, Because they're Cool Ranch for me. Um, I will say barbecue chips. You know what's so funny? Huh. Those are Hattie's favorite. They're so good. She calls them saucy. There's like, so oh, we might have to go chip. to just Kickin' Ranch. Still- Ooh, Kickin' Ranch is still available. We might have to go there for lunch today. Okay. Another one I've... This is like... A really, this one's like really niche, but I'm curious if you've had All it. Right. Have you ever had the twisted barbecue Fritos? Yes, so good, so good. But so okay, good. so are we going like generic or are we going like that specific? No, I'm going that's I've had you as barbecue lays. That's what I was assuming. Oh, okay. Well, because here's where my my mind is going, Kelly. I'm like, uh, we've got salt and vinegar. We got sour cream and onion. We've yeah, got like need to a get lot specific. of areas to go. Okay. So Okay. Well, I'm gonna go salt and vinegar chips. Yeah a good one we should get those today i kind of want barbecue now salt and vin classic okay it's also really you can't say salt and vin without saying sour cream and onion yeah so good so good okay go um that's five no that's yeah that's five that's five okay. if, if we're keeping doritos under one umbrella which i think we should okay um jalapeno like kettle cooked yes jalapeno kettle cooked yeah i love the different varieties it's like what's the chip what's the flavor what's the size it's just like so Mm -hmm. fun okay i could go a lot of directions here oh i'm just being kind of crazy i'm gonna say cheetos i do not like cheetos like you wouldn't eat them I don't like them at all. What about Cheetos Puffs? I don't like Cheetos. I'm putting it on the list. I like Cheetos. Okay. Okay, my next pick is going to be like cheddar and sour cream. No, is that what it was called? Ruffles. Sour sour and cheddar and and sour ruffles. Sour cream. We have to get chips after this. I know. Okay, that brings our great A to Doritos, Barbecue Lays, Twisted Fritos, Salt and Vinegar, Sour Cream and Onion, Mm. Jalapeno Kettle Cooked, Cheetos, cheddar and sour cream. Yum. Okay, let's do I'm just going to like do it how it is, I think. Okay. This is kind of crazy. Doritos versus barbecue Lays. <gasps> Ooh, that's uh, that's too hard for me. Oh gosh, Kelly. I'm going to say Doritos. Picture you are like at a soccer game and there is a bunch of mini bags of chips and you have to grab one to go home to with. I would honestly either grab barbecue or or cool ranch like you could have put those against any other one but okay fine if you think it's doritos I'll well, we can up. talk about it i don't know Kelly. they're the same to me they're I both good i need them for different occasions here's what i'll say barbecue lays i think are a really good side with other food i think doritos are 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 yeah. shining stars on their own i was gonna say imagine this you've got a hot dog p- potatoes, no i know potato salad but we don't have that potato it's- salad barbecue lays no oh smacks. that sounds so good okay twisted fritos versus salt and vinegar i don't like this lineup at all i always get salt and vinegar but i think that the twisted fritos are very good are slept on they're definitely slept on and i'm really craving those specifically right now but i always get salt and vinegar chips sour cream and onion versus jalapeno kettle cooked Sour cream and onion. I agree. More universal. More universal. Cheetos versus cheddar and sour cream. Cheddar and sour cream. We're flying through these. Doritos versus salt and vinegar. See, and this is where I think it's going to get tough because I think that people who love salt and vinegar chips love salt and vinegar chips, and people who don't don't. Well, this is our show, though. Mm, 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 mm. I'll say Doritos. I'll I'll keep my because salt and vinegar chips they kind of hurt my mouth after a while. They I can't hurt eat my t- mouth too. I can't eat them for too long. And again, I get them with my Jimmy John's. Like if I I'm not yeah. buying like a full pack of salt. And no, vinegar that would chips. be cr- that would be crazy. Yeah, to buy a full pack of salt and vinegar chips. Okay, sour cream and onion versus cheddar and sour cream. This is almost impossible. This is almost impossible. Uh. There's something about the ruffle, the texture. But then also, like, I love that the sour cream and onion, you can just stick your fingers in there and take pinches. And it's all these, like, little baby chips. It's such an interesting mouth My feel. My mouth is watering. I could go either way. They're the same to me. I think we should do sour cream and onion. That's fine. Okay. But cheddar and sour cream are also no, slept on. No, of course. Doritos, sour cream, and onion. Doritos. Okay. Well, there we go. There you go. Good for Doritos. Today's episode is brought to you by Zoc Doc. I won't buy a hairbrush online without reading a review first, so why would I settle for the first available doctor near me? Enter ZocDoc, the place where you can find and book doctors who will make you feel comfortable and actually listen to you. ZocDoc has listings of tens of thousands of doctors, all with verified patient reviews, so you can make sure you're booking the right doctor for you. With ZocDoc, you've got more options than you know. ZocDoc is a free app and website where you can search and compare highly rated in-network doctors near you and instantly book appointments with them online. Once you find the doc you want, you can book them immediately. No more waiting awkwardly on hold with a receptionist. Book an appointment the easy way. Go to ZocDoc.com carpool and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash carpool. ZocDoc dot com slash carpool. Okay, are you ready for industry news? Is Mm -hmm. it like time? Do we do uh, industry news before we do advice? Oh, no, we normally do advice. Okay, I have some advice questions for you, Cal. And if you want to get your own advice, you can write into hello at com. Hi, Kelly and Liz. I've got a question for the advice segment. On the Carpool Podcast, you've come to the right place, Jen. I'm starting to research cars for my next purchase in the next year or so. I have been driving a Ford Escape for nearly 10 years and I'm ready to get something bigger. I have two kids, five and three, and do not plan on having any more. As I start to plan for my next car mom era, it's less about car seats and more about functionality of the car to enable my kids to be a bit more independent in terms of buckling in booster seats, managing their own cup holders, et cetera. Right now I'm thinking midsize SUV, preferably no third row, third row, but not totally opposed to it with a spacious trunk. I'd like a spacious second row when the driver and the passenger seats are pushed all the way back. My husband drives a Honda Pilot and I feel like that size is a bit too large for what I need. Any other, so how many kids does she have? So she's I mean, two, three and five. Oh, and I, and, I, I, and I, I picked this question because we don't talk about this very often. We really talk primarily about kids in car seats age, but I think it's a really good question to talk about second row comfort and functionality for those kids who aren't in the full blown car seats anymore. Yeah, I have a lot to say about this topic. And for the record, those kids will still be in football car seats, they will. but I understand what she's saying. And but I, she needs the next car for the next 10 years. Well, I do think it's such a perspective shift, though, when you start. And I did like two consultations this week, and both of the moms were like so hyper fixated on this, their current car seat setup. But then they were kept telling me 10-year car, 10-year car. And I was like, do you guys really want to make this decision just based on these first two years of the ownership of this car? You know, Mm -hmm. it's like, sometimes you have to be like, okay, we want to own this car for 10 years. We like to buy a car and pay it off and drive it till it dies. Here's my 10. And and like, let's not buy an entire car for two inconvenient years. Mm -hmm. So I kind of relate to this because it's like, how can it grow? Now, as far as like second row comforts concerned, what's kind of crazy is like, until you get to like the three row SUVs, they don't really do a a lot of second row. The second rows aren't, I don't want to say this, like the midsize SUVs have better more amenity-heavy second rows than, like, just a five-passenger does. Mm -hmm. So I almost think, like, it's worth looking at those cars. And here's, I think, the car I'm going to recommend. Because it's small. And the Pilot's also big. So also, I don't think you can, like, go into the midsize market and be like, oh, my husband's Pilot is too big. It's like, well, there's a lot other Mm -hmm. smaller ones Mm -hmm. in that market. And I think you should look at the Kia Sorento. I like it kia sorrento like loaded with amenities we have mm-hmm. the door cup holder the sunshades, the usbs on the back of the seat very spacious second row mm-hmm. you can get bench or captain's chairs you can put down the third row to like have the trunk space you're looking for it's nice to have especially as your kids have friends and stuff too when if this is gonna be your 10-year car it's nice to have the ability to have a third row but it will be down 99 percent of the time and then you have a huge trunk yeah so i that would honestly probably be my number one pick Okay. Um, I think if you want, and she does afford escape right now. Mm-hmm. I just don't know if anything else is really gonna feel that much bigger and have that much more. Cause I mean, you could look at like a bigger five passenger, like you could do an Atlas crossboard or a Honda passport, but I just think at that point you would be better off getting something with a third row and not using it as often. So Kia Sorento. Is my final answer. Okay. All right. We have another question. This is called Toy Hot Mass Express. Hi, girls. Big fan of the podcast. I felt your conversation about toys in my soul. We obviously had an influx of toys for Christmas, and now my oldest has a birthday coming up. That's tough. We're lucky to have so many people that want to buy physical toys for our kids and not experiences how do you handle this while not letting your house explode with toys keep asking for experience gifts and hope eventually happens have a fiverr party is that tacky help what's a fiverr party where like everyone just gives like five dollars that's a great idea well Um, this reminded me of that one question we had um where they wanted to buy their child like a playground and they just like wanted people to donate to the cause of the playground instead of buying more toys so i don't know if there's a playground's a big but like if there's something you could say like we want really we want to get them this and if you wanted to you know throw some money at it or the fiverr thing and just ask for five dollars here's what i'm gonna do because fred has a birthday coming up and he does not need anything mm-hmm. like he his favorite toy is right now an empty beer can I can't I don't know like he just doesn't need anything yeah so what I'm doing is and I, this won't work for every for, for all the time but I'm not buying Fred any presents so nothing from so nothing from me from so he'll have a present from like Tyler's siblings I'll have a present from Sydney his godmother I'll have a present from you know the grandparents and even though like I would love to buy him something I'm throwing the party I'm buying the food I'm doing the cake I'm not going to buy him a present. Yeah, well, and that's another thing that we we did when we were growing up, and we've already started it in our family, which might kind of help, is only the godparents buy Christmas and birthday gifts. So. Totally. I've, I've, you know, I've bought Hattie things. George always gets something. He's my godson. I've bought Hattie things, but like Fred, if Kelly's like, I don't want more stuff. I'm not. I don't feel the need to buy Fred something, especially if it goes against what Kelly wants. So Sydney, his godmother, yes, can get him a present. I won't. I don't need to. Oh yeah, you've got to cut that down. That- so maybe you can say that, like, you don't need to get him a present. Yeah. I don't know. I'm struggling with it because people love to buy them presents. I also, I also think part of it's just like, even if they get things, you don't always have to like open them. So like, sorry, Sydney, if you're listening, but Sydney got Fred a Christmas present. It's, you know, it's a baby toy with a lot of balls and some pieces and it spits out a ball. Haven't opened it yet. Mm-hmm. I put it in my storage room. I'm going to save it for a rainy day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just not ready for it right now. I think sometimes it's like the big influx of like all at once. And it's like, I took it, I copped it. But you know, it just gets harder when they get older. I don't, I don't. I do not want to be coined as the toy, the toy management advice expert because I am struggling right now. Yeah, and my kids are just at such. I want. I don't want to use the word frustrating, but I'm going to use it. Frustrating ages with their toys because oh my gosh, they aren't. They can't keep track of things, and I told Tyler, I was like. Not to complain, but like their room is not big enough to like to play with toys. Mm -hmm. So like everything has to be communal. So everything Mm -hmm. has to be in a communal space. And then like Fred just destroys it. Yeah. And it's just I don't know. It is. And I used to like we have like so we have a downstairs where we have toys and then like I don't like have I have a couple of baskets upstairs where like toys go. To clean up the living room. But I really have tried for so long to have like a rhyme or reason where it's like, okay, I'm going to bring up all the Beanie Babies and I'm going to take down all the dinosaurs. And now I just let things happen a little bit. And I pick up the toys that they bring upstairs, put them in these baskets. When, when I'm tired of what's upstairs, I throw everything back downstairs. And I just kind of like let them circle through things. And I think it's sometimes I'm like, I want to control like, oh, you know, we're going to get out this toy and we're going to play this game and we're going to get all your things together. I think mm-hmm. I put way too much pressure on putting things together and I'm just going to let it happen. And I just think that's where their creativity shines. I mean, right now upstairs, we have like, you know, some of George's animals. We have a little picnic basket toy. We've got a dancing crab that Fred plays with and we've got like seven magnet tiles. Mm-hmm. And it's like, what are we creating out of this? Yeah. And then, you know, then they want to go get a new toy from downstairs and I just we take a basket down and I just think it's letting go of my expectations on how I think they should play with their toys and just let things happen a little bit. Yeah. You'll understand. No, no. I just think that you just went so derailed off of what the conversation was. Well, and now it's like, on, but that's fine. That's good advice. um. Yeah. Or maybe it, something maybe similar to what you're saying is like the one in one out sort of situation as well. I don't know. I know. Maybe if you, especially if you, I don't know. We don't really have great advice. I'm I don't excited think that, for you to get to this phase so that. I don't think a fiber party is tacky, though, at all. Oh, that is incredible. Yeah. I don't think that's tacky. Ugh. Some people will listen, some people won't, and then that's still less presents. Even if one person says, gives you $5, that's still one less present in your house. Totally. Okay. Anyway. Anyway, now it's time for industry news. Okay. Jeez Louise. Sorry, I didn't mean to like go on a tangent. I'm just like feeling it lately. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of things. Nope. Couldn't think about a transition. Here are the top selling used SUVs of 2023. We did the new ones a couple of stories ago, but now it's like, what are the used cars we're buying? Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Do you want to guess number one? No, I don't know. Chevy Equinox. Yeah, I never would have guessed that. Number two, RAV4. Number three, Honda CRV. Number four, I think you could guess. It's a car we just looked at. It's a five-passenger Sorento, <laughs> Nissan Rogue. Oh, okay. Number five, Ford Explorer. Used. Okay. I was really impressed like, to see the Nissan Rogue on there, but I think with these things, you have to remember like what's been around for a long time. Yeah,
1: like That's Ford for Explorer's sure.
0: been around. Yeah, the Ford Explorer needs a redesign so bad. I'm dying for one. I know. Ford needs to do something. I'm kind of I'm kind of worried for them. Like, let's do an expedition. Like, you're all we've heard from Ford lately is they're getting rid of the Edge what are you doing ford and then the f-150 and like the electric cars but they have not done it feels like they haven't done just like a full-blown redesign in so long they haven't like they announced the bronco i'm gonna just go to ford news and see what's happening yeah they're like look at the mustang Maki, and it's like no one cares more. yeah i don't know I'm just ready for them to do something. I'm mm-hmm. ready for a new Explorer. I'm ready for an Expedition redesign. I'm ready for something out of Ford. They've been soft on their SUV market. Yes. And they have a lot. Okay. Speaking of SUVs, the 2025 Honda Passport is redesigned and comes later this year. The redesigned Passport will be based on the Honda Pilot. More features than before. We expect a more capable trail Sport trim. And they will likely keep the V6 promising a few extra HP compared to last year's Passport. So the Passport is their, like, two-side, like, they're sorry, their two-row SUV. It's big. It's, it gives, like, it's, like, I think it's very much going to be, like, Atlas, Atlas Crossport, like, Pilot Passport. It's, like, Mm -hmm. not going to have the third row, but I bet everything else is the same. Mm -hmm. I don't think they'll do the removable middle seat because that would be crazy in a two-row car. Yeah. But I'm excited. Yeah, me too. I think these are really good, like, I mean, anyone can drive them. But, like, it's a very good, like, rugged, like, I'll say, like, a dad SUV. Like, a passport. It's, like, just, like, a, it's very, like, is utility, utility, utilitarian? Is that a word? Utilitarian, yeah. It's very, like, utilitarian, you know? Speaking yeah. of Honda, though, they need a new logo. They do. Their logo is giving it's 90s. It's so 90s. It's so 90s. It's so 90s. If I hit, they're probably the logo that's. I think it ages a brand new car. And they're so they put them so big on their car, too. Like, mm-hmm. the Pilot, it's like, whoa, H. And I just Don't think, you forget it. It's a Honda. Yeah, I think they could. Loud and proud Honda. Yeah. They, needed they need a rebrand. Someone get on that. And Honda's lineup and, like, their vehicle names are just, there's no cohesion. So you have, like, Pilot Passport. I kind of get those mm-hmm. together. And then you do a CRV. It's like, where does that come from? Yeah, I don't know. And then you do an Accord and then a civic and it's like what are those what, what do those mean and then you have the odyssey yeah they just feel like they're kind of all over the place all over the place yeah where i feel like kia's are very cohesive love kia's soul Sorrento. Sp- sor soul sportage Sorrento, telluride seltos seltos then carnival was a weird one but it know. used to be uh Sedona Sedona so that went with it I know and then why didn't they keep with the Telluride I like the name Telluride though no I like the name Telluride too Telluride and Palisade are good car names really good car names have we ever said yeah we've talked about I think we joked like what we would name a car and I said like the Honda the Honda um the Honda uterus (laughs) uterus. or what was the other thing oh cervix 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 could be it's giving civic honda cervix what's like a can you think of any car names you would do i i think like i like places i think that's fun i like places i kind of think zodiac signs i'm like oh elizabeth that's ne- a good idea the nissan libra you know <gasps> that's a good idea the scorpio kia we go be a kia scorpio huh i never thought about that before the Zod- leo Taurus. Ford Taurus. Oh, Taurus. There you go. They did it. Yeah, they did do it. Yeah. Huh. Who else has good names? I like Ford's names. I like Ford's names, too. Chevy's names, Traverse, Tahoe, Equinox. They're a little, they're okay. They're okay. Nissan, Rogue, Murano, Pathfinder. They don't really go together. No. Sound like just a bunch of stepchildren. Frontier, yeah. Yeah, they don't go, Titan. Rip to the Titan. Titan ultima like get together. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Okay, our last story is like juice 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 juice. So do you remember a cu- <laughs> a couple juice 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 juice. Well, it is that was funny because Hertz makes agile decision to shift strategy and sell EVs, comma, Teslas. So months ago, we reported that Hertz was like, what if we just bought 100,000 Teslas and offered them as rental cars? Which hindsight I don't think EVs make good rental cars. Absolutely, they don't. Because here's who's renting a car. People who are going to a new city that they aren't familiar with. Correct. So you're like, hey, you don't know where the charger... You, you you don't know how to work this. You don't know where the chargers are. You don't know if your hotel has a charger or how to work it. But take this EV and make sure you bring it back with 80% charge or we're going to charge you. It's moronic. It just doesn't really pencil. It doesn't no. really pencil. No. Um. And just like not what someone wants to do, like I don't, I would hate to have to like, try to figure that out in a new city for the first yeah. time. So anyway, Hertz announced last week that it will be selling roughly a third of its fleet of electric vehicles. That signaled a further reversal away from the car rental comp- company's previous goal of converting at least twenty five percent of its entire fleet cars to EVs by the end of twenty twenty four. Weakening demand and declines in consumer spending and more competitive EV market have led several automakers to cut plans to produce more EVs and prices of existing cars. Mm-mm-mm. It's just not it's just not adding up. And they're going back on their word on what they said they were going to do and like how did you not think this through? No, everyone's going back on their word and I just think that like in other industries, we just we just don't let people do that. We just cancel them for going back on their word. And here we're just like, okay, Like hold, it's just and and, also scary because these are the car people, the people who I'm feeling as though they've done the research. They have the research teams, they have the all of all of the information at their fingertips, and they're still making moronic mistakes and decisions. But also, here's what they're doing, and here's what people don't want to talk about: is they're following the money, and that's all that these that's all that people are going to do. And I think you got to realize, like, if they. If they wanted to, they could, but they want to make money and money is their most important decision. So, I mean, like, let's listen to this. In October, GM and Honda announced that they were canceling plans to jointly develop affordable EVs in the face of slowing demand. Okay, thanks. Over the course of 23, Tesla cut prices of its cars across the world, aiming to reignite the demand as consumer spending slowed and the EV market became more crowded. Hmm. I know. The reality of EVs and and Teslas being the best selling car will at some point render them the best rental car. It's not yet. So we may have been ahead of ourselves in the context of how quickly that will happen. But it will happen. Well, it will happen. But like also make it happen. Stick to your guns. Double down. They won't. I remember one. This was years ago. My friend had she got a Tesla rental car and she had to take a lesson before she was able to leave the rental car company on how it works because she had never driven one. They made her like take a lesson. Yeah. Which like who wants to do that? I don't know. They're still doing that again. This was years ago, but who wants to do that as soon as you land? I don't know. We'll just see what happens. I'm kind of over talking about EVs. I really am because I'm also like, I also want the people who are doing it to like feel loved and supported and like having fun with them. But it's just so crazy to see everyone double down right now. Yeah. And you know, I'm just like about accountability. Like i just want you to be held accountable. I agree. I'm here for that. Anyway, that was industry news where I spilled a hot tea going around you know, the auto the industry. Auto industry. Okay, well I promise. Oh, one more thing. And so also it's like, so let's like just, you know, not that you mean let me be, let me be clear. I majored in horses, so I'm not an economic master. But Elizabeth, if you had to guess, what does 20,000 Teslas cause what do they do with these cars? They don't give them back to Tesla. Where do they go? Where do they go? Where do they go? The auction all 20,000 of those Teslas are going straight to the auction and dealers are going to bid against them. And if there's 20,000 of them, what does that mean? It's going to lower the value. It's going to lower the value. Yeah. And it already is because also Tesla cut the prices on their new cars. So then if you had a Tesla and you bought the more expensive, you're like, and people like don't, I mean, I'm telling you like Elon needs some PR help like tesla's pr is like not like they better buy a super bowl ad and like show a puppy or something like they need some help he's just like becoming so polarizing and then it's like the tesla like the tesla graveyard story like i've Mm -hmm. seen so many more of those stories pop up that's so scary so scary that's your only form of transportation you're truly stranded Mm -hmm. i don't know Okay, well, not for us to solve. Cal. it is time for Ditch the Drive-Thru, where we give you an easy dinner recipe to mix it up to get you out of your dinner, dinner. rut. And like I said on the last episode about Rosie, I wanted to share his healthy cilantro, lime, chicken, and rice. I'm obsessed with the sound Low-cal, of this. Low-cal, high-protein, creamy, and delicious. Okay, to, you make the chicken and then you also make the cilantro lime sauce. And here's what's in the cilantro lime sauce. You just put it all in a blender and blend it up. It's one third cup cilantro, one jalapeno, deseeded and cut up, two garlic cloves, s- squeeze half of a lime, one third cup of Greek yogurt plain, one teaspoon of honey, salt and pepper to taste. Put that in a blender, blend it up, a delicious cilantro lime sauce. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And then the chicken's really easy to make. You get some chicken breast, um, cover it in some olive oil. This is the trick. You squeeze half of a lime over your chicken and then you season it with salt, pepper, garlic powder, paprika, onion powder, and chili powder. And then you, I usually put gloves on and I just sort of mix it up. But having that lime in there really made it, helped everything kind of like stick to it a little bit better and just gave it such like a nice nice taste and then you just um cook the chicken on the stove serve it over rice and top it with the cilantro sauce and it is so good and I, I want this for lunch do you have the stuff to make it no i don't <gasps> um and again this is you can go to the guy's instagram Say it's it one more time. razi yyz so r-a-z-i-y-y-z And scroll down like one scroll and you'll see his easy, healthy cilantro lime chicken. But I've tried a couple of his recipes and they're all very good. Okay, two things I want to say before we end this episode. Number one, you said gloves. I have been meaning to talk about this for forever. I bought a pair of what do you call those? Plastic gloves. Rubber gloves. But like disposable ones. Yes, rubber gloves. Really? Rubber gloves are what you do the dishes in. Disposable rubber gloves. Okay, I bought a pack off Amazon It changed my life because, like, I I used to dread, like, making meatballs or, like, seasoning chicken or, like, I just don't like to get my hands all oily like that. How about taking apart a rotisserie chicken? Taking apart a rotisserie, like, do yourself a favor and buy some disposable gloves, 10 out of 10. Secondly, we talked about this recipe because you've made so many of his things. And then I think we realized that we have just been really under seasoning our food. Yeah. Yeah. And I, like maybe that's just like you know the midwesterns in us because i feel like people in the south are like always throwing stuff on stuff but like yeah like maybe i just like need to season more season everything all the time all the time every layer like I, you said I, your he, chicken like your chicken was like red yeah it was like red with the paprika and chili powder he seasons and gives a sauce so he really masks the taste of the chicken because i'm not a chicken girl no but like i've never m- bought more chicken breasts than since i started following this guy That's so exciting for you. I need to get on it. need to get on it. Well, guys, that's our episode. And let me say one thing. It got better. Started rough, got better. I don't think it started rough, but okay. Okay. I don't like it when you say that, Kelly. All right. I'm sorry. I started rough and I got better. Can I just make it about me? Sure. Does that make you feel better? Yes, it does. You were consistent, amazing. From the second you got on the mic. Thank you. You don't falter. Because you know what? I came on. I got a little vulnerable. Said I was having mood swings. And still even so stuck through it all yeah and what did you do i don't know what did i do i thought you were fine kelly i thought it was a very normal episode okay okay well with that that's our episode so thank you so much for listening and we will talk to you next time see ya thank you for listening to the carpool podcast with kelly and liz make sure you're subscribed so you never miss an episode and if you enjoyed riding with us tell everybody you know there's room in the car for everyone